Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Up in the Air. I watched the second half of Up in the Air. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Airplane edition. That's a good. That's a good way of uh, describing the film. That's most of my half of the movie. What is it? Getting frequent flyer miles. Frequent flyer miles and talking about, um, you know, uh, all the extravagancies of flying and traveling and going to places. That's most of this movie. Most of the first half of this movie. Now, yeah, does it glamorize flying. Yeah, actually, yes, it does. Interesting. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually, because I've. I, I, I have you flown a lot? Do you big? Flyer? I. I um, no, I wouldn't. I'd say myself an occasional flyer. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. Do a you lot. like flying? Um, I like, so here's the thing is I don't, the act of flying sucks, mm. but the idea of flying is awesome because I'm still in that place where it's like, Hey man, I'm going someplace new. I'm going to see some place in a new area that I haven't been before. That's awesome. I'm yeah. super excited. What about airports specifically? So that's the thing. Airports are kind of sucky. I love airports. Really? I love them. I think the thing is, is I, th- I like it once I get past security, but security always gives me anxiety. I even like security. Oh. I'm not, I, I'm not. Okay. I, I am. I'm, a little, I'm always a little stressed. That I'm going to miss my flight. That's so what I'm I definitely feel about. comfortable after security. Yeah. After security, I'm fine. But airports are okay. If I'm in line, I know what's in my bag. I know what to do. I take my shoes off. I take everything off. I, it's great. I, I love it. And I think that's why I really, I really enjoyed the first half of this movie a lot. Actually, oh, okay. More than I was. I remember because we, we, we had suggested these movies uh, just a couple days before we watched them, this one specifically, and it was like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. It's gonna. It's directed by the same guy who did Labor Day in, yeah. in Juno, so it's like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie. I instantly was like, I, I, I can relate, kind of, but I can also just appreciate. Yeah, I mean, the way it's this like movie's done. people who fly a lot. I can relate to because it's like I fly. It's a treat. It's like one of those treat things. It's like mm-hmm. these are people who do it all the time and fly all the place for business. Right, right, right. And I can never relate to that. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, flying is like a cool treat thing. You know, right. people who fly for tra- or for work, it's like, oh, that's that's crazy. And that sounds like it could get real boring real fast because it's just it like. It could. And it could get very, like, lonely. Very because, lonely. Uh, like you're sitting on a plane. It's like, you can get work done, I guess. But, like, ugh, it's just planes are not fun. It, yeah. Well, planes can be a little stressful. Um, I, it depends on where you're sitting too. If you're sitting next to a talkative old lady, that can be terrible. But if you're sitting next to someone or if you're sitting next to no one, that's a pretty great time. Uh, is it great or is it just fine? Oh, I love it. Really? I love it. I, it's, it's the ultimate feeling See, of like, nothing is going to distract me. I feel that. I feel like I'm more that way with trains. Oh really? I've I, never been on a train. You gotta go on a train, dude. It's like a, cause an airplane, you're going somewhere, mm. but you can't see anything. You look um, out the window and you go. Yep, sure are clouds and like vague land masses, but it's not interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in a train, you're like, oh, I'm seeing all these like different parts, like these different, like it's like really fast car riding where you're seeing like all these different areas, but it goes places cars don't go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. you see behind people's like houses and, and stuff and like, yeah, you see a bunch of areas and like it's, they go to like cool places, especially in like other, like what I want to do is I, someday I want to take a trip from you know, like um, uh, somewhere on the West Coast, all the East Coast. Oh, that'd be gorgeous. Like, that'd be a really long trip. That's like a freaking long train ride. But even yeah. if I go just one way and fly the other way back, like it just, that seems super fun because you stop off at different areas. You can check it out. You can look around and you get all these, this time to just experience things. While on an airplane, you're in this stuffy ass cabin, mm. stuff next to other people you don't want to talk to. Yeah. And it's just, the all the seats are crammed because you're trying to get as many people as you can because you're, you're too poor to, pay like the ridiculous amount of money <laughs> for first class for even like business, which is like a um, full freaking tons of money more. Right. 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 Um, 
and you get that that air that sucks and it's just it's crap. Come on, you don't like that recycled air? Like it smells. They mentioned in the movie. I've never had an issue with it. Oh, it just it just feels so stale to me. It really? feels like it just feels like you leave your you never open your window or anything. It's just See, like so. I, this is the thing, I guess. A lot of people always complain about like, oh, things are stuffy. I've never mentioned. I've never felt stuffy. Uh, never. I don't. I don't mind it. I, I like the air. I, in I, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't care, but now I care. It As just feels. Adult. It feels. I don't know. It just feels like I'm, I can't breathe as well. So maybe you would not like our protagonist of this movie, Mr. George Clooney. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Because well, he likes traveling. He loves airports. He considers the airport his home. Huh. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, yeah, he's, he, um, blah, blah, blah. he, so you know what he does for a living? He fires people for a living. He does fire people for a living. No, he, he work for like a giant corporation that's yes. just so big that they have places everywhere. They just flies around and fires people. He's like the main firer or is yes. he just like he's, a contract firer? He's a well-known, he works for a business. His okay. boss is uh, Jason Bateman. I saw. Okay. And yeah, he's hired out to companies that are too cowardly to fire their own people oh okay so he's like a freelancer he's a freelance fire person interesting that people are so cowardly so this is a very interesting thing because this was shot or this was made in 2009 yes which is a very important thing because that is when the recession is like in full swing that's what they mentioned yeah jason bayman has this great line um where he says that this is the worst time in america and this is our moment like, yeah. and it's just like, that's, that perfectly sums up that, that their sort of view point. Yeah, exactly. Know? There's also this constant mention of like death. Like there's this constant, um, mention of losing a job is a lot like losing a loved one, you know, like they constantly relate it. Like, uh, George Clooney has this line where it's like, our job is to take him across the river sticks. Like that's our job is to take mm. him from one place to another. Or, um, another great line is, uh, they, they, uh, they always have these shots of firing people and we just see the people's reaction rather than people, what, what they're saying to them. And the, this one guy says, you know, they say that losing a job is like losing a loved one. But really what it feels like is all the people I work with are my loved ones and I died. Like there's this hmm. constant feeling of like someone is dying. Like yeah. this, is, this is people dying. But it, in some ways it's, it's, it is in some ways dying because that old part of them is dying. They're going to a new thing. Oh, now. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Um, it's weird thinking that because it's in our generation, like this is before, you know, millennials ugh, have entered the workforce. Yeah. And so millennials are just starting. They're workforce just starting. In this movie. They're just starting. Natalie's a millennial. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it's one of those things where it's like, they don't you know, back then people were like so loyal to their job to stay a lot longer. But like most of the younger people nowadays are like, oh man, I want to stay at my job for like a year or two at right. most and then jump to another job. Jump to something else. Yeah, or even else. three years. Or like something short, but there's people here who are like, I worked here for 15, 16 years. It's a stable job. Yeah, they Got talk to people kids. like that yeah. in the movie. Um, and, and it's it, really heartbreaking because it's, it's like, true. They, they use it because it's stability because right now they need a shield because being unemployed is really tough. Yeah. In those days, there's not a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, there's this one line that scared me. It really spooked me. Oh yeah? They talk to this one lady and they're firing her and this lady goes, I'm not qualified for anything anymore. There's more people out there more qualified than I am, oh, younger God. than I am. And it's yeah. like, Jesus, that's so fucking scary. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. Like one day, 10, 20 years from now, you might lose a job and there are going to be people out there your age now getting hired everywhere. That's why it's really important to stay uh, up, up to speed on things. That's true. That's true. Really constantly, important. constantly learning. Yep. Cause you cause it can be, um, young people can come in. They have all those new skills on all those new tools. Mm -hmm. but you got the expertise and the skills on new tools. That's so you'll always be, you'll be expensive though. And that's another problem is when there's not a lot of money going around, they're not going to hire you. They're, they're going to go hire for somebody cheap. cheaper. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we talked a lot about what he does for a living, but we haven't talked much about Ryan or George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney is a minimalist. 
that's kind of how I've described him. Yeah, um, he, fair. He's very minimal. He's, he's the most minimal. Very minimal. He's, he actually does this uh, like presentation for people. Talk, like pep talk, some sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, where he talks about, he says, moving is living. And the more that you care, the more that you care, the harder it is to move. That's what he says. Interesting. He's he, very much in that, like, he's, he's talking to those millennials, dude. Yeah, that's true. All and those Instagrammers that just go around and travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what that, <laughs> well, that's what Natalie is. Natalie ends up getting hired at his place and starts shaking things up. So the thing is, and this is what I really appreciated about the first half of the first half of this movie, is they make you, at least me, maybe it's just because of me, you makes you feel comfortable with the way that George Clooney is living. He doesn't have a house, really. He does have a place that he calls home, but he hardly ever goes there. Um, he said a line, he said a number where he's like, I've only been to my house 35 days of the year or something like that. Like some crazy small number. Wow. And he, go, he goes back to it just for a second. And it's this t- tiny little apartment with nothing in it. Yeah. Um, most of the time he spends at hotels and at airports or in airplanes. Right. Because all he does is travel. Yeah. And he loves it. And you can tell that he loves it. And you can see how free he feels because he doesn't much like his family. He's got two sisters. Um, the one of which is getting married to Danny McBride, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you saw. Um, yep. um and he, he has a family that doesn't really much care about. He has like, he doesn't care about all that. He even has one part in the movie where he does a presentation where he says, you know, not only your objects and obligations part of that backpack, because he's still constantly talking about backpacks. He's like, put everything in a backpack that matters to you. It's really heavy, right? Drop it, burn it, get rid of it. He says the same thing about people. He's like, friends, associates, family members, wives, husbands, that carries, that that holds you down too. Interesting. Like, that's how he feels about the world. Mm. And so- um, and that's, that's a very inspiring speech, totally. I, well, it's hey. funny because I was like, he's not going to go that way, is it? No, he completely legitimizes it. Wow. Or to him, at least, he legitimizes it. So we talked about George Clooney, talked about Natalie, but there's one other character to talk about. Mm-hmm. Alex. Mm-hmm. You've seen her. Yeah. She's the mom in um, that one show, uh, Bates Motel. Oh, wow. She is. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. what I saw. Because I recognize her. I haven't seen, I only saw like a couple episodes of Space Motel. She's in a lot of stuff. She's in this one really great movie that I love called uh, Orphan. Have you seen the movie Orphan? Is that the one with the two kids? It's the, a, it, the, the, the one kid? Is that the? It's it's one orphan kid and she winds up being like a 30 year old woman. Oh, spoiler. But yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> we watched that together. Yeah, that movie fucking rocks. Um, but yeah, so she's, she's I'm, I'm not usually a big fan of her acting but she was really good in this yeah um so she also plays a person that travels a lot she's basically like she calls herself i'm like the female version of you like she travels all the time she's turned on by elite statuses and she she says it in and i'm not making it this up she's like i'm turned on by elite statuses and i'm turned on by like um you know uh, mobile like miles you know like airline miles <laughs> and stuff like that okay so they fucking bang like a lot wow um yeah actually there's this really how they meet so it's just the, uh, just on occasion. He's uh, he's in a bar uh, right after a talk and he sees her at the bar. And so they just start first. They start talking about um, rental cars services and how he really likes Hertz and she likes another <laughs> rental car service. He likes Hertz. That's funny. Uh, why does it, it comes come like later? Oh, okay. Kind of in a weird way. <laughs> so he really likes Hertz. It's like, like Hertz, man. They've been hitting that product placement for a long time. Holy shit. Yes. They're in uh, Mindhunter as well. Yeah, there is, there is in Mindhunter. Yeah, um, he's in that as well. And like, I just was like, why is Hertz everywhere? They have to live down that whole um, OJ thing, man, when they had OJ <laughs> for a, a spokesperson. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no. So he really likes her. She really likes some other one. And that immediately gets him talking. And then he starts showing her his like, like miles. And he's got like an American Express uh, airplane uh, card or whatever. Um, concierge card, I think is what it's called. Mm. And then they just start fucking banging. She's nice. immediately turned on by it. Oh, and there's boy. this really great part. It's probably one of my favorite bits. 
you see them go into his room and then it cuts to a untouched, perfect, like hotel room. And you're like, oh, they're going to start banging. And then you see her walk in and she's totally naked, only wearing like a tie around her waist. And then she climbs onto the bed and the camera follows her and it like moves over the bed. And you see he's not even lying on the bed. He's lying on the ground on a bunch of pillows sweating. So they've just fucked everywhere but the bed in the room. And it seems like weird and minor, but I like it because it adds to this feeling of like they don't like being tied down. They don't like sleeping. They're, mm. they're into movement. They don't fuck on the bed. They fuck everywhere else in the entire room because yeah. that's the kind of people they are. And they've left the bed untouched. Uh, it's really interesting. I really, really that is like, like a that place part. like home where it's like, oh, we're going to bed. Yes. And it, it, it's a place of rest. And he's not even lying on it after fucking. He's lying right next to it. And it, 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 it also adds this feeling of like when he dies. There'll be nothing of him. Like we didn't even know he was in that scene until the camera panned over to the side yeah. of the bed. It was very interesting. I really like that shot. Um, so that was really great. Uh, we also learn about Danny McBride and how he's going to be marrying this uh, Melanie L- L- Linsky. I really like her as an actress. Um, mm-hmm. She plays one of his sisters um, that's getting married and he has to take a picture of them at Las Vegas. Just Las Vegas. At the Luxor. Oh, okay. Does that come into play later? It does. There's this great bit. And there's so many small bits I really like in it. So he gets a call from his sister saying like, hey, can you take a picture of this? And he sounds miserable about it. He says like, oh, come on. And the Luxor, it's the worst hotel in Vegas or whatever. And she goes, can't you just take a picture of them in front of the Luxor? It's not doing anything for you. And he goes, no, the worst hotel in Vegas is Circus Circus. I know. So yeah. Sure. Luxor is not even close to it's, the worst hotel. It's not a good hotel, but it's it's fine. It's not. It it's, gets the job done. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely hotels in Vegas that are way worse. <laughs> Much worse. Much worse. So there's this great bit where he says that and he's like, he's exasperated by the thought of it. He's like, yeah, I'll try. And as he says this, he walks by a sign an American Airlines sign and it says we thank you for your loyalty Mm. and it's very much like he's not loyal to his family he's not loyal to his friends he's barely loyal to his company he's only loyal to airplanes and airports and airlines it's very it's it's perfect it's a very very perfect yeah um so there's that um he banged some neighbor lady but I don't think that's going to come into play it just shows that she's moved on and he hasn't uh, Anna Kendrick, she plays Natalie. She's new. She went to Cornell. She wants to fire people over webcam. That's ah. what she wants to do. So, oh, so he's been going there in person and doing it. Yes, oh, he's only okay. done that, and that's the point. That's the point. She says it'll be, it'll be uh, cost. It'll, you know, it'll be cost effective to do this. You know, all we need to do is train people. You won't have to. You know, uh, you won't have to travel anymore. You want to. You'll be able to see your family and stay home and fire people and. George Clooney makes the argument like, oh, you don't understand my job. You can't fire people online. Like, what if they leave the room? What if they refuse to believe you? I don't. He's like, Natalie, I don't think you'd be even be able to fire somebody. You know, even when you went to college or your college learning, you can't do it. And she can't. She doesn't have world experience, which is a great argument to make. But it's really because he doesn't want to stay home. He doesn't want to give up the freedom of mm. airports. You yeah. Know? He wants to keep that. And it's, it's very obvious. And as an audience member spending all this time in the airports and feeling the way he feels about it, you relate. You're like, I don't want him to stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. So Jason Bateman, his boss says, okay, yeah, you should train Natalie on how to fire people. So she's going to shadow you. Right. And so that's the rest of the movie basically. Okay. So um, that's why she's hanging around. Okay. That's why Makes she's sense. there. Uh, she's learning how to fire people in a real world situation. Okay. She's never felt that before. We also learned another thing about Ryan, uh, George Clooney. He wants to hit uh, 10 million frequent flyer miles. Oh. He's been saving them up. He has not used them. 
Um, he only does things in order to get those flyer miles. We don't understand why that number is so specific. Um, we, he's obsessed with airports. Natalie doesn't care. There's this one really great bit where Natalie's constantly sitting in on people getting fired and she's always making the wrong choice. Like there's this one scene where JK Simmons is getting fired from his job mm-hmm. and he's like, I've got kids, you know, I've got all these people that, it, that I need to support. Mm-hmm. I can't lose my job right now. And Natalie's like, well, actually, it, studies have shown that children in uh, poor situations actually get better test scores. So uh, your children be really smart. And J.K. Simmons is just like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Dude. How dare you say that to me? Wow. But then um, George Clooney completely like makes it even better because clearly he knows how to talk to these people. And he's like, you need to take a chance now. Like you have been in this job for 20 years. It sucked the soul out of you. Go out and do something great. And make your kids proud of you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's really inspiring. It's really yeah. great. Um, so then all this stuff happens. I mean, that is a tough job because they're facing, you know, the worst day of their life probably. Oh, one absolutely. Of, one of the worst days. Like job loss is definitely up there with like most stressful things. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it takes a certain knack to just, you know. Try to make people yeah, feel Yeah, exactly. Better. As opposed to like. I mean, as we, we were there during our, our local newspaper. Oh, yeah. And when they laid off everyone, it was just like a giant group of just everyone. And it's just like, morale. that just ruins morale. It really it's does. It's just like picking off one or two people. Is like, oh, it's like, And you immediately stop trusting your friends at the company. Totally. Like if you have, if you're friends with bosses or whatever, you don't trust them anymore. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to trust them. True. Um, yeah. There's this really great bit where Natalie's like, I want to fire somebody by myself. So she does. She tries to. And it's this one lady. She's like, and Natalie's like. Hey, uh, we're le- we're letting you go or whatever. And she goes, Oh, okay. And and Natalie's like, Don't worry, like there'll be all this stuff to protect you. And she goes, No, no, I know what I'm gonna do. You don't need to talk to me like that. I know what I'm gonna do. There's this, I live in this really pretty house, and there's this really great bridge by my house, and I'm gonna jump off it. <laughs> and Natalie is shaken after that. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And George Clooney is like, it's fine, she'll be fine. And Natalie's like, do you ever look into situations like this? He goes, not really. No, no good comes of that. <laughs> Man. It's really great. And so um, George Clooney starts talking more. He's, he's, at, he's at this meeting where he's like, the slower we move, the faster that we die. We are not swans. We are sharks. And so that's sort of his observation. It's a very interesting. I mean, yeah, these are just these are the personalities that. I see where they're coming from, but I just don't. I can't roll that same way. Well, let me uh, let me tell you more about this. So Natalie's like, don't you ever want to get married? Don't you ever yeah, want to? Yeah. So he's like, all right, sell me marriage. And she can't really. She keeps giving him uh, reasons why, yeah. you know. So one of the reasons she says is. How about just not dying alone? Starting when I was 12, we moved each one of my grandparents into a nursing facility. My parents went the same way. Make no mistake, we all die alone. Now, those cult members in San Diego with the Kool-Aid and the sneakers, they didn't die alone. I'm just saying there are options. It's just like, that's the way he sees mm. the world. This is this. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I understand where he's coming from completely. Like, yeah, this, but I don't agree sort I, of thing. Well, I don't know. I kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it is an observation. Uh-huh, to make. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this breaks Natalie because apparently she was originally dating Ashton fucking Kutcher like not really Ashton Kutcher oh, but okay. it's a character played by Ashton oh, Kutcher okay. I was like what and uh, he just broke up with her over text oh. uh, and apparently she moved to Nebraska to be with him uh, oh. leaving a job in San Francisco because she wanted to get married to him and have babies and now he's broken it off with her and she doesn't know what to do oh. she's like I thought I would have a baby by now I thought I would have a family by now 
and she's talking to Alex and um, uh, uh, George Clooney about this. And they're like, that's just not the way it works. Like you're going to have all these expectations. And the only people that they're going to disappoint is 24 year old you, you know, when you are our age, you realize that that really doesn't matter. And you know, you're not settling for anything. You're just going to fall into the right thing. That's the way the world works. They say, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that, but it's, yeah, that's that, one of those things where like, yeah, I'll see it. Yeah. 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 And so in order to cheer up, they say that they are going to crash a conference, a okay. tech conference. And that is where you come in, my friend. Ah, so that's why they're at there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? Why are they partying at this place? Who are these people? Yeah. They're getting yeah. like drinks and hanging out. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. They're like, let's, and the coach is like, let's go dance. And so they go and dance. And it's a place called like Alpha Tech. And they get like a uh, young, young MC to come out and these things bust the move. Oh, cool. The video game? No. The, oh. You know the song? Yeah. Bust the move. No. Dang it. Sing it for me. Nope. That's all you're getting. Look <laughs> no. it up. Look it up, people. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. And then um, George Clooney gives um, Alex a key to his place and is like, eh. and he's like, oh, we knew the next step. And he's like, oh, Ooh. I guess maybe. Ooh. Um, it's weird because I didn't know the relationship. I didn't. I, I thought they were fuck buddies. Interesting. So yeah. I thought they were like business partners because that's no, how they. It's, yeah. it's very interesting though because that does define kind of like how the relationship is. Is they're fuck buddies, which is a term for like oh, this is almost like we get sex out of each other. But Not really any like emotional support, but it feels more a little than bit. that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's actually a really great part because they just fucked in the, 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 the hotel room when they just met. And I'm like, Oh, I bet she's like married or something. Like I bet mm-hmm. there's some other part of her life that they're not revealing. Mm-hmm. But then right after fucking, they're like, we should meet up again. And she's like, and I was like, I was expecting to be like, Oh, I don't know if I can. I've got a husband and children at home. Yeah, yeah. No, she's like, all right, let's do it. And they pull out the laptops and they start scheduling ways to meet up with each other and yeah it's, it's almost it's very transactional yeah exactly but at the same time it feels like they're both getting something out of it and they yeah. both feel very similar yeah 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 yeah. Um, maybe it is transactional maybe that's just how they feel it's the way that they are yeah but anyway that's kind of what it came across as me it's just like oh okay it's very stare I was like oh we're they're joking like oh we've done this part of the relationship and mm-hmm. it's like yeah you can have access to my house which is a hotel room <laughs> um, anyway uh, Anna Kendrick's on karaoke singing sadly on a boat but she's hanging out with some dude and getting kind of frisky with that dude they're gonna bang um, and then um, Alex brings up like oh you're the empty, empty backpack man huh and she's like oh yeah and he's like oh yeah you googled me huh it's like, yeah that's oh. what people do and he says maybe um getting tired of that empty backpack you know what want to put something in it and they they kiss on the boat this boat boat runs out of gas battery dies whatever anyway they get ashore mm. um so um they like each other a lot and they say they really like each other they're both in the hotel room in bed this time so that means something a little bit more so they're see both in bed. there you go there's a little meaning there yeah, there's a little meaning there so then they uh she leaves they both say like each other and she's gotta go catch a plane mm. um and how does she seem interested in this yeah she did okay she seemed interested in it and Anna kendrick apologized for like being real drunk and saying some stuff when i slipped up and he's like it's fine how did you how did you did you uh did you wake him up did you wake that guy up or did you just slip out she's like oh i just slept i just slipped out it's <laughs> like yeah goodbyes are awkward but then she gets kind of mad and is like so why aren't you like pursuing this? Like, where's Alex? She's like, oh, left. She's like, why aren't you pursuing it? Or like, you obviously are really into each other. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up with that? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Like, we're just not into that sort of thing. Like, it's just something that I want to do. And um, he's, he's like, well, you know what? You're kind of a child. You kind of made your life impossible. Like, impossible. Like, she does all these things to get through to you on all these hoops and stuff like that to get to you. But 
you're just kind of like, eh, it's whatever. It's cool, I guess. Like, I like her, but eh. it's like all these things. Like, why don't you like take that to the next level? And he's like, eh, it's just not me. She's like really upset at this. Oh. And is like, she's doing all these things for you. Sounds like she's projecting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then they had this photo of the photo. For some reason, I take a photo of the bride. I didn't know who these people were. It was very strange. Yeah. This, that's and actually George Clooney brings up how weird it is. Like. They want photos of them in places that they've never been to before. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, really? they have a photo of them at an airport, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's another one they went to. They were taking it on the, like, a, I think it was like, a, what city were they in? I don't know what city. They go to a lot of different cities. Mm. Take a picture and he drops it in the water and pulls it out and it's all like crinkly now. It's <laughs> kind of funny. That's funny. Um, so then um, cut to what their actual job is. It's very confusing to me because it's just like, <laughs> so she's talking through a webcam. To some guy who's actually in the other room. Uh-huh. So it's like a test run, I guess, what point you were saying earlier, but I didn't notice. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is like, <laughs> what is Did this? you think like this was some weird Gattaca future world? Kind of. It's like we don't <laughs> fire people in person. We just do it like we do it, we digitally. Do it digitally and also while they're in the room next door. And I'm like, I don't understand the point of that. Why don't they just do it digitally or do it in person? <laughs> I didn't under- I did not know that there was a transition period. This is the future of yeah. hiring people. <laughs> oh, it comes to that. Uh so um, she fires someone and she actually does a pretty good job. She actually kind of encourages him at the end. Oh, wow. And, and like, he starts crying, you know, he gets real sad and it's like, I've been working here for 17 years, you know, but you know, George Clooney gave great advice is the worst of their life. Treat it like that. You know, every person sit. So she sells him some kind of BS story about how it's like, you know, you, you, this is a new chapter in your life. Like this is something different. It's like, I'm 57. What am I going to do? She's like, well, it's no one knows exactly what you're going to do, but we have a lot of options for you that'll help you through this in this, this little pamphlet this situation. This yeah, in this pamphlet. Yeah. Um, so he eventually leaves, and he's he's like, "Are you okay doing this?" And she's like, oh, "I don't know. Yeah, I could do another one." And she goes to the next person. There's a huge list. It's like 50 other people she has to fire just in this Jesus one room. This is crazy. Um, but uh, anyway, so they tested it, and the boss was really, really like, "Hey, you got to do this." You got to learn all these things. You got to figure out how to do this. And uh, so she had that test run over the webcam and he's like, okay, we're going to bring you guys home now. We're going to bring you guys home now permanently. Oh no. So you're not going to be able to fly anymore. George Clooney doesn't want that. He wants to hit his exactly. 10 million things. Exactly. So now Frank George Clooney starts crying. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't cry. Um, <laughs> I don't imagine that. Yeah. So they're going home and Clooney's looking at this wedding invitation. He's like, oh no, I'm going to do it. So he, no! he, he leaves. Did he mention that he wasn't going to go to it or something? He just said he might be able to make it. Like oh, okay. he, he really keeps things open-ended. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go. Here's the crazy thing that he does is he... Um, he invites Alex with him. Oh, I'm sorry. He? Excuse me. Yeah, he goes to... He goes one other place. He's like, I'm going to go here. He goes to Vegas, brings Alex with him, and takes a photo of the Luxor, Luxor with the, the thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And he also asks her, hey, do you want to go to this wedding? And she's like, I don't know you that well. And she's like, it'll be fun. It'll be fine. He's like, yeah, you're right. And... um she initially like is like, eh, I don't know. But then he says like, I don't really want to go alone. Like I'm always that person who goes alone to like things. I'm always that one person who sits by a bar alone. It'd be nice to have a plus one to like dance. And I think that might have been how they crashed that one party. He had such a good time at that one party. Mm-hmm. He's like, because they were alone. I feel that again. Yeah, it was just the two of them really. And I guess Natalie's just running onto her own thing. Right. Um. So where are we at now? Um. So they fly. It's in like Minnesota or some like weird some part that no one cares about. Sorry, sorry, listeners in Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm so sorry. I, I know the, you've got nothing a, else to do uh, there, but listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'm in Missouri. I don't know. 
Which uh, is worse, uh, Missouri <laughs> or Minnesota? I mean, it literally sounds like misery. Uh, so, sorry, everyone in Missouri. Um, so, you go. There goes all our listeners. In Missouri. Yeah. People who hate Missouri are loving it, though. Yeah. <laughs> we're Missouri gonna, sucks. We're playing to those people who hate Missouri. We're playing all the haters out there. Uh-oh. All you people that hate Missouri. Woo! Stand up. Stand up right now at your desks at work at home. So, this is apparently the, the city he's grown up in, oh, which wow. is all the places that his sisters still live. Mm. I guess they all live in that same area that he moved away from. So they're living vastly different lives than he is. Uh-huh. Um, so they go to this ski lodge resort type place and it's, it's very, very kitschy, very small. Mm. Um, it's funny because there's a line, they're in line at this place and waiting in line. And this means so much more because I saw it and I was like, this is an odd scene why they put that in, but now it means sense. They're waiting in line to check in to their hotel. Mm-hmm. There's another line with a lady just sitting there and she's they're like, Hey, are you open? She's like, Oh, sorry. We're for um, members of the Matterhorn program only. Oh, that's funny. So they're not part of that club. They're not part of that club that they went back home or he went back home to, you know. He's right. Not, he's not part of this family. He's not part of that distinguished, exclusive part. Exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. So it's funny because they go to they go to their room. There's actually a packet that has information about the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. And now I understand that these pictures are actually the, the bride and groom. I had no idea. Oh, you just thought they were random people. It. And so he's like, oh, um, so they meet at the rehearsal dinner and they're like, oh, well, here's all the um, pictures here. Here's a funny thing, actually. Danny McBride is not the bride in the movie. He's the groom. <laughs> <laughs> you had such great insight. I thought it was coming out of that. It was not great insight. It was bad. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> okay. um, so he hands him the photos like, oh, I got these photos for you. It's like, oh, great, cool. And they turn, it's like a whole bunch of people, like a big map of all these different posts of all these pictures of mm-hmm. them. So it's a bunch of other people have contributed too. So it's almost like, what's the point of this? But he puts his, puts the things on it and puts them on the board. And he kind of looks at it like, oh, I finally like kind of belong somewhere. Like I felt like I would contributed to something. He had like kind of this happy face on him. Mm. Um. So he asked, like, why did you do this? And uh, Dan Bride's like, oh, we had a lot of rental investments. We have a lot of money in rental investments right now. So we don't, you know, honeymoon just didn't seem, I don't know, like a good time for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And it's just like very I interesting. Like how, it's so much different. I like how you're you're impersonating Dan McBride right now. You got to. Yeah. It's I mean, very close to how. He's I the was, groom, remember. It was, <laughs> are you sure? He's the groom. Um. So anyway, and so they're leaving the place and, and George turns to his sister and is like, hey, um, since dad's gone, uh, is anyone uh, walking you down the aisle? She's like, oh, yeah, um, his uncle's doing it. Oh, okay, that's, that's cool. I just want to make sure. Oh. You know, and it's like, oh, and she seems kind of mad about this. And right. It's like, I get it. Because he he's been never around. been around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also it's like, I mean, he's just asking. He wasn't like imposing. No. Um, he didn't seem mad about it. He's just like, oh, okay. Well, I'm sure from her perspective, it's like, I haven't talked to you probably in a decade, and now you want to walk me down the aisle of my wedding? Yeah, that's true. That's, kind of, that's a kind of mean thing to do. Making um, it all about you, Mr. Clooney. Exactly. So next day, George Clooney goes, and they, they go hang out and break into their old, or he breaks in and shows uh, Alex their old high school or middle school. I'm not sure. I'm thinking it might have been high school. I'd hope it was high school. I feel like I've had no good memories of middle school. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, here's my middle school. This is where uh, I, I tr- felt shitty and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they throw the kids with their like aging into puberty and like really gross. <laughs> this is where I didn't have my first kiss. This is where I didn't have sex. This, this is, is where, where I felt I- real horny though. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like just too awkward to do anything. I was just hiding boners the whole day. 
And just this getting is, acne, growing acne, hiding boners. This is where I got my first pimple, and yeah. I didn't get any facial hair till high school. So. Yeah, but I but I did get like a weird facial hair, yeah. like just that weird mustache <laughs> that was like super that weird, soft, like child molester mustache. Yeah, no, but it's like really thin and yeah, soft, it's thin and creepy. And yeah. like you see those kids that don't shave it, and it's like you've never shaved before because it's so soft looking, and oh. your facial hair never is going to be that soft again. That was me. That was me. Oh, I think I did school. that too. I think everyone yeah. did that. I think all kids. <laughs> see, so no one wants to go to back to middle school and be like, look at all the great years of my life. Like all the two years of my life here. The strangest, most awkward situations I am in here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> they probably no. went to their high school. <laughs> so uh, he's like, yo, I used to play basketball. This is the place we would make out. And they kiss a little bit there. It's kind of funny. Mm. And they watch like a basketball team practice, which is funny because they break into the place and they're just okay with this. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so anyway, Three get, weird adults so watching these kids play basketball. They leave because they get a, uh, he gets a call from uh, one of his sisters and the not, not the one getting married with the other one. Uh-huh. And she's like, Hey, you got to come down here. Um, uh, the husband's getting, or the soon to be husband's getting cold feet. He's like, today? He's like, that's the point of cold feet, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So he's like, so he goes down. He's like, what do you want me to do? And she's like, he's going to be a runaway Danny McBride. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> that's, that was all right. All right. You get that one. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it's funny because they ask him, like, okay, you need to fix this. It's like, either the sister's like, either I'm going to go in. Because your, your other sister's a mess. He's like, I'm going to go in and talk to him or you're going to talk to him. He's like, I don't know if I'm the right person to do that because I literally make speeches about avoiding commitments. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm the right person to talk about going to get someone married. He's like, listen, you've been out of our lives for so long. You want to be a part of it. This is a way to do it. Ooh. He's like, fuck, fine. All right. So he goes in, so he goes in this room. It's like, a, it's weird. It's like a kid's room and he's like reading a kid's book. And, um, is it everybody poops? No, <laughs> it's like the Velveteen Rabbit. I think that's it. Oh, okay. Um, I like that book. So um, he sits down and like starts talking, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, damn guys, like I don't know if I can do this. He's like, you're not married. You're like way happier than all my married friends. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You're just gonna die anyway, or something. Like Holy he starts shit. like butchering it and says yeah. like, he's like, what's wrong, dude? And he's like, I don't know. What's the point of it? He's like, well, what's the point of anything? We're all just gonna do a thing and then die. It's not gonna matter. It's like that doesn't help. <laughs> he basically does a terrible job, right? Um, yeah, and so he's like, "Well, I don't know." And he thinks about it a little bit longer. He's like, "Why do I like hanging out, you know, with Alex or whatever?" He's like, "Think about all the best and most important memories in your life." Um, did you ever do any of those alone? Mm. He's like, "No, I, I guess not." It's like people are meant to like have like some sort of partner some co-pilot to like go through life or whatever as opposed to like just being alone and this is the thing that actually gets him and he's like you know what you're right like he's like I had those thoughts while I was alone in bed like only time without her you know in bed with me so it makes sense that while I was alone I thought about these sort of things like what am I gonna do I'm just gonna get old I'm gonna see kids and I'm gonna die and I'm gonna be a grandparent and die like whatever that's how my life's gonna be I see it all He's like, well, it doesn't matter because you're going to have a cool co-pilot with you. And he's like, oh. all right, cool. So he goes out and is like, hey, I'm going to fuck up. Uh, you want to be my co-pilot? And she's like, yeah, okay. And then they get married. And it's nice. It's a nice, pretty montage. Hey, funny thing, too. Because he's his co-pilot. Yeah. And he's constantly obsessed with airplanes. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. Those airplanes. He's going he's gonna to make airplane. Airplane references. That's exactly. how he sees the world. Mm -hmm. And airplanes. Yeah. Uh, the, the world is just a series of airplanes. 
series of you never giant metal birds land? in the sky. <laughs> yeah, you never know where you're going to land. You could just, <laughs> That's how airplanes uh, work. Yeah, you just go in. I would like to buy an airplane ticket, please. I don't know where I'm going. Oh, boy, I sure am in India now. I sure hope I might know where I'm going, where my hotel reservations are. <laughs> so it was a dice. I really need to fix the travel issue. This is why I don't like travel. You it's always I told you, it's very exciting to get on a plane it's and never true. know where you're going. <laughs> so it's a surprise. But the act of flying still sucks. That's yeah, true. Anyway. So, um, so, so it's fun. they get married. Simon's so married. It has fun. Alex Does Alex dancing. carry the it's fucking... Fun. She gets a bouquet, all that That's stuff. That's so stupid. Does she really? I don't know. She has a bouquet. It might be just a random one. I didn't actually... That would be it. so fucking stupid if she cut the bouquet. It's just... It's weird. Okay. Um, so everyone has fun. Music plays. Uh, and he... And so... It's a great time. Now they're leaving. And Alex and uh, George Clooney are leaving. And she's like... All right. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna... Since I have, I'm actually... I'm going to settle down. She's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I don't have to fly anymore. I'm going to be in one place. What do you think of Omaha? I think it's Omaha. Yeah, um, Omaha, Nebraska. And he's like, what do you think of that? And she's like, uh, that sounds nice. I'll come visit you. And uh, suddenly, boom, it's in Omaha. And um, he's miserable. Well, yeah, because she says, like, she's leaving and she's like, hey, call me anytime you're lonely. And he goes, I'm lonely. And she leaves. And anyway, so she goes back to Omaha and he's instantly lonely. And uh, he starts putting things in his apartment. And uh, also, she goes back. He goes back and meets up with Natalie. And Natalie has wait, wait. Him. Alex left. Well, Alex left to go do because she had other things. She had business. She has work. Too. Yeah, right, she's not okay. fly. She's a flying person. Why doesn't uh, he just get hired where she's getting hired? Where she's hired? What do you mean get hired? Like at a new job? Yeah, at her job. Well, I mean, he's got a, probably a pretty good job where he is. Yeah, but he he's if he wants to stay with Alex and also want to like, why would he want to settle down? If does he want to settle down with not with Alex? I think that's kind of what he's implying. It's like, let's, let's settle down somewhere. But he's also settling down because that's literally what his job is. Mm. But you he know? could not get another one. That's what I'm saying. The economy's bad. Do you can't just go get another get job? Get the job with Alex. I'm sure she'd be a great. What does she do? Uh, she might be I don't know. What does he do? Is the skill sets not line up? Exactly. I don't know. It's maybe. Pop. It's an op- it's a chance. It's a chance, but I, maybe they probably already explored that. I'm just okay. going to say it's not an option. Okay, fine. Um, anyway. Also, maybe they don't want to have a working uh, relationship where they work all the time together. Maybe they're like, I don't know. It seems to turn the both of them on pretty, pretty well. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, maybe. <laughs> so fucked over rental cars. So they show, yeah. So they show, um, Natalie's working on this beta test mm-hmm. thing where they have all these people and they're using recordings of her. So she's not even doing live webcams. They're using recordings of her and they're basically playing different sections of it to say the like, right thing, the, the right, right thing at the right time, which is weird. Um, but it's less personal and I guess you can do it faster. Yeah. I don't know how you can do it faster because there's still someone controlling it. Yeah. Maybe so he's still like, yeah, that's weird. Maybe it's just that they don't have to say that they will, they can train a bunch of other people to say the right thing. That's what she said. She's, that, yeah. she's making a script so yeah. that people can just read the script and fire exactly. people well. So, um, so she like comes with people. It's like, you're saying it too fast. You have to like acknowledge them and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and Ronald Cohen's like, wow, that's crazy. And it's like, I, what does he even do now? Yeah. I guess he just like looks over it and stuff. He just observes this. Um, so anyway, he has to go to like this conference, this place called Goal, Goal Quest. Yes. This is, he's like a big deal for him. He says oh, is like, it? yeah, he says all the other, like he's been to places like this before, but this one he says is like the main shit. Like this is what everyone who does like motivational speaking, mm-hmm. like is going for. It's interesting because he prepares for it by drinking a little whiskey out of little travel containers, which oh. I think is funny. Because oh, I mean, it makes sense because it's one thing you take on planes. That's true. Um, so he starts getting up there. He gets up on stage and starts to talk. And he says like, all right, imagine this backpack. You take everything you have and put it in this backpack. 
He just pauses. He just is like, excuse me, I have to leave. And just leaves. Lame. I know. It's like very stereotypical. Like, oh, I'm going to leave. So he leaves and gets is he like of, running in slow yeah, motion. So, not in slow motion. So like, slow, this is like running. under pressure. Well, there's a part where he's like, he grabs a plane, he arrives in Chicago, and he uh, drives off from Hertz. And the Hertz guy says, Wait, you forgot to give me your Hertz number one gold card, which I thought was like a really bad just oh. ad. <laughs> but it actually like makes a, a lot of sense. Ad. I thought it was a poorly placed ad, but yeah. it actually makes sense. So now I come around and I'm like, all right, this is some pretty good branding. In the middle of this, like, really meaningful. Yeah, he's just like, like telling about cards change. and stuff. <laughs> he like drives by a McDonald's. Wait, don't you want the new McRib? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. He's driving by business. You forgot your free complimentary Mike Whopper. Yeah. McWhopper. McWhopper! <laughs> you know, you heard of the McWhopper though, right? Like, remember when, I think it was Burger King was really trying to push that they were going to combine the two brands. What? And put, really? Make, make an actual McWhopper. What? They were going to make a McDonald's and were, a Burger they, King. They were pushing for it because they were trying a lot in social media, but obviously McDonald's who... Is way better than Burger way King. Way better than Burger King. It was like they would never no, get in bed, would with would... <laughs> <laughs> in bed with the king. In bed with the king. That I'll emperor. Make, I'll make a real star McDonald's. <laughs> that emperor has no clothes <laughs> or taste to his food. There you go. Perfect. Bad taste. <laughs> bad. That was a bad taste. That's a joke. <laughs> the McWhopper. Is that a real thing? It never happened, but they were campaigning for it. That is embarrassing yeah. if they try doing that. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. You can find those old tweets. I'm sure they're still up. I'm sure. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so he goes to her place and he knocks on the door and she opens the door and he goes, hey, I was in the neighborhood. And Joe was in. Looks kind of not happy. She looks kind of annoyed. But and she's he, got a family, doesn't she? There's kids in the background. And some guy says. Oh, shit. And some guy's like, who's at the door, honey? She's like, oh, no one. It's someone lost. And then shuts the door. <laughs> and he, of course, is crushed. <laughs> he found someone who was like him, but was not at all. Because he was, she was using him as an escape. When he was just escaping everything. Oh, shit. That's the greatest thing. Oh, God. I was so worried. Oh, my God. That's so great. This is pretty good. Oh, man. He should have used that Hertz card. Because it really does hurt. Yeah, it hurts. Hurt. <laughs> Stupid. Can't believe I made that joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he's on the bus leaving. Oh, man. Yeah. Taking the train out. Uh-huh. And uh, Alex calls him up. And was actually very mad with him. Oh, I bet. And she was, and he was very mad too. Yeah. And he, says, and he says, why did you come to my house? Like, this is, I never told you that. Also, where did he get, to be fair. Where did he get he her address. address? Why would a why married would, woman give this exactly, guy her address? Exactly. Maybe she got it off his luggage tags or something. Or know, maybe he's a creeper tag. and asked like her business or I something. I bet it was uh, luggage tags. I think about Probably it because they will tags. have it. And if they travel all the time, it makes sense. It says her name on it. It says, starts with an S. Sammy Spam. Samsonite. That was way off. <laughs> Samsonite, Georgia. <laughs> that joke was dumb and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. So, so they're so anyway, angry they're, at each other. So they're angry at each other. And she's like, listen. Um, I, I just... I thought we have on the same terms relationship. And she's like, he's like, no, I don't know. I don't think we were. Which, Clearly. to be fair, I mean, he did say stuff like, I want to put you in my backpack or whatever. Like, he said <laughs> that stupid metaphor. 
And it's like, maybe you kind of understand what's going on. Explore. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe she thought that was just like, oh, well, we're going to be a little more consistent than her. Right. Like we'll that. be best friends. Um, yeah. Still, though, she's like cheating on her husband. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't cheating on nobody. He had no bitty. No, no bitty. No bitty. <laughs> so uh, it's like, we were just using each other's escape for our normal lives. And oh. you need to grow up. Because I, I've grown up and this is what I am and you need to not be like a child. Lady, you have not grown up. Yeah. You were perfectly willing to cheat with your fucking husband with this guy. I know. Like if he had never shown up to her work or her house, she would have continued doing this for the rest of eternity probably. Totally. And it's not like, it doesn't sound like it was like a consensual open relationship, open marriage no, or anything. It was like. George had no idea. Yeah. I yeah. Didn't want to talk and she lied guys. to her husband. Yeah. Yeah. So. Eh, yeah. She yeah. didn't grow up. Yeah, but anyway, up. she says, you know, give me a call if you want to go out again. Like, she's just like, this is, she just said, I mean, to be fair, she set the boundaries of what the, their relationship is going to be. Now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they can have, like, at least know exactly what's going on. You know, maybe we should tell her husband. But whatever. Yeah. I sent him my business. So, um, he's on the airplane, and um, the one of the ladies is like, hey, we just crossed over this random island, and it may not be a big deal for most people, but it's a big deal for one of us, because they just hit the 10 million mile mark he's like oh, oh. He's, like, he's like oh no not this <laughs> <laughs> so the captain comes out who's played by um oh what's his face the guy oh he's got such a distinct face and voice Steve Buscemi no he's from uh he's the guy who gives the narrates the Big Lebowski he's the, the dude the cowboy man oh I love him yeah he's Sam great. Samuel something Sam right? Elliott Sam Elliott there you go Sam yeah. Elliott yep he comes out he's the captain sometimes here. you eat the bar sometimes, sometimes you get the 10 million uh, fly miles. Fly miles. <laughs> <laughs> so he hangs out next to him and sits down and is like, I won't give you advice, except I'm not. I'm actually just going to listen. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're like, this is the seventh card we made ever of this. I'm giving you this fancy card. Actually, real quick, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, George Clooney even points out that less people, um, more people have walked on the moon than own this card. So he's like in a much more exclusive club than people that oh, have walked on the moon. That would totally turn on Alex. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> anyway, sorry. So, uh, so um, he says, looks at him and goes, we, re- we have seventh card. We really appreciate your loyalty. There you go, man. It's, it's loyalty. It's, There's it, that it, word loyalty. Here's that thing. This really just shows that this whole thing is, he does, he says this whole thing about being loyal to no one, like having no commitments. Mm-hmm. But in fact, he is loyal to something. Yeah. He's loyal to the sky, man. He's yeah. loyal to American Airlines. American Airlines. <laughs> yeah. He has all these loyalty cards and all these different things about being in all these clubs and stuff. And it's like, he's loyal to those things. He's loyal to brands, not people. Right, right, right. Not loyal. people, not things, not objects. Not anything. He's to he, this company. To this company, to this yeah, corporation, to this which is kind of gross. It is gross. I mean, it's, it's, what is it? It's, it's, uh, post-consumerism. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hashtag. I love my brands. Yeah, exactly. Love my brands. Love my apples. It's never buying anything but Apple. It's literally wanting to marry a corporation. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like, they don't care about you that much. They don't give a shit. They couldn't care You spent so much. You've gotten literally something that only seven other people have done and you just, they just made you a silly card. Mm -hmm. The captain comes out and is like, Hey, what's up? Congratulations. You've eaten all this ice cream. Here's a card. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, who would do that? Who would eat a bunch of ice cream and like for a card? That's crazy. I wouldn't. I didn't even do it for a card. I just did it to eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Backstory. I ate 15 scoops of ice cream for no reason. I just did it. Just to prove someone that they could do it. But yeah, yeah. I ordered the ice cream and then the lady was like, this is for like five people. Are you sure? I'm like, yes. 
just to prove it wrong. You're loyal just to your own self, I guess. I wasn't. I wasn't loyal to my stomach. No. It, kept, it kept coming back. It, it to betrayed me. you. I'm it sure. was attacking me. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So it's funny because he mentioned this conversation to the captain. He's like, I thought about this conversation many times in my head. What I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't even know what I would say. Now I don't even know what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And the captain asked, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "I'm. I'm from here." Yeah, sky man. Which is a little cheesy, but he's kind of like it makes sense for his character, I guess. Wait, is this just in the plane? Yeah, this is just in the plane. Is the captain not? I mean, autopilot, dude. Come on, no one flies planes anymore. There's also co-pilot. Good point. Second question: Are people just looking at them having this conversation in the plane? Well, it's like first class. It's pretty quiet. Oh, so nobody else is there. I mean, it just seems weird. But it's just like they're next. He sits down next to him. Imagine being in the plane and then seeing the captain come out and sit down next to a guy and talk to him in a hushed voice. That seems like a strange. I don't know. It doesn't seem that weird. All right. So anyway, um, so he says, "I'm from Sky Man." I'm from Sky Man, and that's it. Uh-huh. So then, um, he's back at his office. Uh-huh. He says, "Hey, I'd like to." Um, calls up this card. The card has a number on the back. He calls up, and they immediately know who it is because they give him his own personal line. Right, right, he's right. So exclusive, and um, they say, "Like, what would you like?" And he's like, "I would like to transfer my miles to Julie Miller." But who's Julie Miller again? Oh, Julie Miller is, I believe, his sister. The one oh, that got that makes sense. So he makes it. So he sends it to both of them, which mm-hmm. is actually very sweet. Actually, I think about it because then they have a room now they can have their uh, honeymoon. Know, honeymoon. Although they get him by my hotel, which is also expensive. But you know. But I think you can use your frequent flyer miles. By the hotel. Can you? I think so, right? I don't know. I've never used frequent flyer miles. I'm pretty sure. I'm not a frequent flyer. That's true. I'm a, I'm a once in a while oh, casual flyer. My dad is a frequent flyer, and he listens to this podcast, and he's gonna yell at me if I'm wrong about it. No. <laughs> Good. Uh, so. Anyway, so um, the boss comes in. He's like, hey. Um, Jason Bateman does? Jason Bateman comes in and says, hey, um, got some news. Um, did you know anything about uh, uh, a Karen Barnes? Just like, what? Karen Barnes? No, I don't know that. Someone Natalie fired. It's like, I don't know anything about that. Well, she killed she herself. She jumped off the fucking thing? Yep. Oh, my God. So That's she's... fucking nuts. Are you serious? Yep. That really happened? Yep. That came back into play? Yep. That's fucking awesome. That came back into play, and he's like, oh, uh, no, I, I didn't notice any signals from her. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he's like, yep. Um, I can't believe that. Why did they follow up on that? Did they get, like, a call from I the company? I probably got a call from the company and was like, wow, you must have really done a bad job or something, like, you know. But some of those things you can't see. Also, obviously, Nat- it was very obvious. It was very that. obvious. Also, Natalie didn't do anything wrong in that situation. Um, she could have called some help or something. She could have been she like, was, she wanted to, but uh, George Clooney says George Clooney said not to. Oh, uh, so, so it was his fault. Him. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Um. So and he's like, oh, I better call Natalie. Like, let know. She's like, oh yeah, she quit. She quit her job. And the uh, did she have to talk to herself? And when she left the company, she uh she said uh he's like yeah. So you send a text message. No one's personal these days. It's like, oh. that comes back, huh? That comes back too. Um, oh, so I looked so, it up. You can buy uh, oh, okay, hotels cool. and cars with frequent flyer miles. Makes sense. It's just a whole travel package there. There you go. So um, the webcam thing's on hold and they need them back in the air. And he's like, why aren't you looking so happy? And he's like, I'm, I'm happy. Don't worry. It's fine. Oh, jeez. And... Um, uh, basically, yeah. He's, how long will I have to do this? He's like, basically forever. I think this is the way it's gonna be. And uh, so, cut to Natalie. She's looking for a new job in San Francisco. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if that matters. Is that an important place to her? Well, that was where she had gotten her very promising job, ah. but then she left it to uh, move okay. in with and her boyfriend. The guy interviewing her is like, why did you go to this job in Nebraska? You had all these bright opportunities. She's like, I don't know. It was something interesting. She just didn't. Oh, she said chasing a guy, and I thought that was actually fake. It's true. But that's actually the real reason. Yeah, that's she, the real reason. And the guy's like, well, we all done that. I've, old, I've chased a guy before. Yeah. <laughs> he stole my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it back. I didn't get it back. I chased him down. <laughs> oh, in Nebraska. <laughs> but he uh, apparently she got a letter from George Clooney, who's like highly recommended to her. Wow. Like, you need to hire The actor? You, you'd be a fool if not. Yeah, actually, <laughs> George Clooney. <laughs> and uh, she got the job. Uh-huh. Well, great. It's great. So then it's a weird scene. This is kind of one of those strange... Um, you know how movies do, let's see, at the end of Bernie, at the end of, um, what's that other movie, uh, Schindler's List, how they kind of cut in, like, real people. Yeah. To kind of make it a little more grounded, which I think is actually pretty interesting considering, at the time it might have seemed a little weird, but this time it seems more... Appropriate. More appropriate, I guess. But a bunch of people who, I guess, faced job loss during this time, and they're just sitting there interviewing, and they're saying, like, you know, all these things, like, you know, it's not my job or whatever. Like, I thought it was like the worst thing ever, but I realized like I only come home to like help my family and I still have them. And they're what's most important to me. Aww. Like, they'll get me through this and all of a sudden. There's a bunch of people going through it and it's actually fairly genuine. And like, especially considering that you, when you're going through all this firing, like, there is hope on the other side. There is hope stuff, which it's kind of a weird way to just deal with that brushed off suicide that happened. They're just yeah. like, ah, whatever. We'll, <laughs> well stop this that is to circumvent thing. that. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, the webcam thing didn't work. It's like, well, no, it was that she did in person that one in person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it might've been when the webcam thing didn't work right. No, and, she did it herself. Okay, she did it herself. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, these are really trying times, but you know, we'll eventually get through it. At don't some point. throw yourself on the bridge. Yeah. And that's what someone says. Like, this is one of the worst recessions we've had, and you know it, it'll get it'll only get better. Like we'll we'll, we'll make a way of this. Well, I'm, it got better. I guess so. This, I mean, it's not that great now. It's pretty great now. I'm not talking about financially. Good. I just oh, mean the world yeah, in general. Well, well you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We're talking about the economy, Mike. The economy's good. Okay, economy's great. We just yeah. stamp stop people to get there. <laughs> anyway. Um. So then, so then it cuts to him in an airport. Mm-hmm. And he says monologue. Like, so wait, that wasn't the end talking to the normal people. No, it was him just standing. The end is him standing in the airport having a monologue, being like, you know, what well, you guys are down there. You know, look at your families. You look up there, and you'll see me flying up in the air. Up in the air. <sighs> That's dumb. That's a I don't dumb. think he actually said that. Okay, line, but he says like, you know, and but it's interesting because he lets go of his bag while looking at like the terminal list and all that stuff, which implies like. Maybe he's changed despite he's kind of accepted that this is how who he is. Mm-hmm. But maybe he kind of might pursue something more, maybe change later. But he's just like, I'm just that guy who you guys are living with your happy lives, your family, but I'm just going to be doing my job, hmm. which is kind of a weird ending. I see it. See, I see it more as, again, I didn't see the ending. That's so, fine. But the way you describe it to me, it sounds more like his home has now become his prison. Like something he used to love and accept has now become something that he needs to accept. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. That's the he way thought, he saw changed. something else different. Like he felt something different and realized like there might be something to that. And it's interesting because a lot of people lose their job and they feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. But he gets his job back. Mm-hmm. The one that he used to do. Right. The one that he thought he still. wanted. Yeah. And he feels hopeless because he's alone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, he's not going to have any of those great moments with other people. Like he said, you know, all the best memories are with some other person, which you know, is true. Basic. Sorry. Do you want to me? So anyway. a basic screenwriting usually says you want a character that wants something at the beginning of the movie 
and then at the end of the movie gets what they need rather than what they want. Mm -hmm. Like they, what they've wanted was wrong, but they get something else, which is what they needed. Did he really want anything though at the beginning? At the beginning, what he wants oh, is that, his job. Oh, okay. And well, he has that, but I mean, he probably wants that but frequent flyer. But he wants flyer. to keep it. He wants a frequent flyer. Too. He wants that frequent flyer and he wants to keep his job because like at the end of the first act, he's given the opportunity, he's lost the opportunity to keep his job by Natalie, who's changing into, you're going to stay home true, and right. all that stuff. Now, it's interesting. Rather than he he got what he wanted, kind of. He got the job and he got the frequent flyer miles and he isn't happy because he's realized that those things aren't true and those things aren't should aren't as real as they he thought he was. He thought they were. And I like that. I like that. It's much better than what I thought was going to be the ending, which was he's going to go to Alex and Alex is going to uh, you know, love him and he's going to be a different person. It's oh. like no one changes that drastically. And if they do a week later they're going to regret it. Or they're yeah. gonna, they're, you're gonna. You, nobody changes that drastically so quickly without having like some kind of negative side effect. Exactly. And uh, I thought it, it makes a much more realistic, interesting thing. I guess the thing I find interesting is how does it play into the whole joblessness thing of somebody losing their job? Is that is you know is this supposed to come into play of like he didn't lose his job, he got his job back, but that in itself was like a prison. Like I think it's just that kind of a message to anyone who might be unemployed and watching this movie at the time. It's like hey. You know, just because you have a job doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you'll you get money, you'll get to do the one thing, but, like, what's more important to you, your job or, like, your friends and family? Sort of and, thing. actually, one of the things I was thinking, too, is what could be the significance of the title? Because usually the title needs to have some kind of significance. Well, up in the air is significant because... Um, Hey, how's your job going? Well, that's up. That's what right I was now. about to say. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a double meaning. It's what I was saying about a good title should be a pun. A good title should have meaning, double meaning to it. It's the meaning of him being up in the air as a pilot or as like a frequent flyer, but it's also what it's like to not have a job. Yeah, exactly. Your life is up in the air. It's up in the air right now. So you're you're transitioning. Yes, exactly. You and know. he's in that constant. That's the thing is like his job is that feeling of constant joblessness, of not having a home, of not having. It's that. almost like, yeah, a weird form of joblessness because it's yeah. not like. He has a career job, but does he have a life job, if that makes sense? Well, like, like a job where it's like a purpose in life, like, right. oh man, like I'm going to do these things. He I'm just has on. that. Yeah. He doesn't have the thing to go back I mean, he to. He basically has no friends. No, he doesn't. He, that, well, he said he didn't want him. Yeah. That's the thing. Is he's, 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 he's now got to lie in his bed. He's like the eh. most, yeah. He's like <laughs> the most, the most minimalist where he just doesn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Not even friends, anything. Where most minimalists are like, we don't I have material need, things. Yeah, I at least need like a, a wife or a Yeah, husband. I have friends and yeah. I travel with them but or I just, whatever. But I just don't collect knickknacks. Yeah. That's basically their minimalism. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I like this movie more than I was expecting to. Yeah, actually, actually now, yeah, it's one of, the, one of those. A thing about good movies that we've noticed is that after, when you watch them separately, they're not as good. Yeah. But when you actually like talk about them and piece them together, it's like much more interesting. And not much, only that, because we saw them in separate halves, I feel like we're better able to find those little specks of like mm -hmm. of interest, you know what yeah. I mean? Of like the bed. The yeah. bed is an interesting thing. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten that part. It's no. great brought that up because it yeah. is interesting how it changes. I thought that was really fascinating. And and the significance of the title. I think there's this movie has a lot of interesting things to it. And I think that there's more to be gleaned from multiple viewings, which is surprising because uh, I remember us watching his other movie, uh Labor Day, and not being too impressed with it. I thought we were like I was. I think I liked. We it. We enjoyed it, but it was weird. It was very weird. And I think I enjoyed it because it was strange. Was, the, the tone change was different. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was very impressed with this film. I was yeah. very impressed, even from the beginning. I thought. It would was, you watch this movie all the way through? Yeah, I totally would. Yeah. I actually, when I was halfway through, I was like, I kind of want to see where else this goes. I want to see what happens next. I want to see what these characters are going to do. Because it was interesting. You have this character that has 
these principles and has this way of living and has these, uh, these, these, this, this life, this lifestyle, but he doesn't have, um, usually when you write a character, you want them to have something to fight for. Mm-hmm. You want something that's wrong and you want them to improve upon that thing, you know? And at the beginning of this movie, he doesn't have that. He's perfectly happy the way he is. And rather than fight for that thing, he's pushed out of that. You know what I mean? He's yeah, pushed yeah. out of that let comfort level by Natalie and by this new opportunity, which is another way of stead- setting your hero off on his journey. It's just an interesting way of doing it. Like you start him off, you see him in this comfort zone of being in an airport and not having friends or family and you leave him in the same position, but different. Yeah. He's learned more about his life and he's less happy with it. And I love that. I love that. I love it when a character is less happy about their life at the end of the movie. It's the best. It feels it so good. It shakes to their core, man. It does, man. It really does. And it's, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I liked everything about it, too. I thought all the actors were really good. Yeah, all the actors were good. It was shot competently. I mean, it wasn't It was like, very I'm, well shot at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I th- yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't see anything particularly noteworthy. Like, certain parts looked cool, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't anything like I, That's special. what I kind of dug. Like, there was a lot of style, but it wasn't show offy. No, it wasn't show offy. Um, the music choices were fine. The, okay. mo- the movie opens, and this was odd. Like, I kind of see where it plays in play. It's this weird montage of the world from the point of view of a uh, of an airplane to uh, that song, This Land is Your Land, This Land is My Land. Mm-hmm. And it was a little odd. I don't uh, know. I, I, the music was kind of whatever in this. Yeah. I felt like it was just kind of like, they had like folk music for like certain parts. And it's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. One thing that was cool, though, is every time they went to a different place, they always shot it from an airplane. Interesting. Like, uh, they would always have the words be like, Omaha or whatever. And it'd be like, oh, it's like, because it, it wasn't, it was higher than a drone and higher than a helicopter. It was like an airplane shot. So it's right. like you can't see the details of everything. It's right. very like, oh, I see that skyline. It looks weird because it's almost like rounded because you're so high up that you can kind of see the roundness of the earth. Actually, the earth is flat. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Sorry, flat earthers. No. <laughs> no, you don't should listen to our fucking yeah. podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't even believe in technology. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that too. It, it, it almost kind of gives it a, a more meaning. Like that's how he sees the world is everything is this tiny microcosm and he's way above it and he shouldn't be a part of it. And then the minute he touches down in his hometown, um, he realizes he sings things a little closer and he gets a little closer to people and he realizes he wants to be a part of it more, but he's he's not there. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. I like this movie a lot. It's good. This was probably, man. The other thing is, we just watch all these dumb fucking movies for Halloween and shit. And it's like, we need to watch like a good movie. Yeah. We need to watch a movie that people say is good. Feels good. It feels good. It feels good to watch a good movie for this podcast again. Gotta do it once in a while, man. Yeah, man. People want the schlock, but sometimes you gotta put the good you movies out. You know what? We, this is for us, man. This is for us, man. And if you guys enjoyed it as well, that's great. Let it, us know. We'll watch many more good movies. I would love to watch more good movies. If you enjoyed this one, listen to our previous good movies with uh, Deer Hunter was one of the ones that was a nice surprise. Um, I can't think of any other ones. <laughs> There's no other good ones. There's definitely <laughs> movies we've seen. Uh, Gattaca was good. Gattaca was good as well. Um, that was part of Ethan Month too. It was. I got one of the best movies. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, it was the best movie between Ethan and Mike Month. But yeah, uh, you can go back and listen to those podcasts on Stitcher, Google Play Music, and uh, iTunes. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says. No matter what. No matter what. Even if it is like this weird rant about minimalism and how we, we shouldn't have things in backpacks. I think that's the best way to carry things, but fine, you can do whatever. Um, also, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also email us at email the other half podcast.com. Uh, please send us emails or uh, recommendations for movies for the future. Um, we would love to hear your recommendations for Christmas, for the rest of this month, for any time, any time at all. Suggest your we movies. We got a big there. list. We, we got to pick them out. Yes. Um, also, 
Uh-huh. Be sure to tell your friends about this podcast. That's one thing we never say, but it's like, hey, why not? Tell your friends. If you guys have friends way. who would like to hear two people uh, trying to figure a movie out together, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird concept. It's hard. It's, it's a strange thing to do, but I think at this point, I feel comfortable enough saying that we got our podcast format down pretty well. I'd say so and too. I think you can say other people can listen to this. That would be great. It, it, do you have a movie or an episode that you would recommend to uh, one of their friends? Oh, me? Yeah. I thought you were you? talking about the listener. I would love to hear yours. Uh, I think the Sideways episode is pretty good. Oh, yeah. The Sideways episode and is That's great. actually a good movie. We go through a... Oh, that was a good movie, too. Uh, we go through movie. a wine bottle in that one. We... Oh, yeah. We <laughs> Black Christmas is pretty good. Black Christmas is... I was just one movie, you idiot. You Spawn don't have to, is good. Motherfucker. That was that's a good awesome. episode. Anyway. Uh, those are just a couple of records. Those are a couple ones on top of my head. We really need to put that on the website. Like, here's some... Here's some recommendations. You know what? That would be a great idea. Guys, go to our Facebook. Go to our Twitter. Suggest your favorite episode. Episodes, and uh, we will put that on the list. Another one that's one of my favorites is um, uh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch oh, Perfect Pitch is a good episode fun. as well. That one's fun. We recorded that one outside. We recorded that one outside. It was, it was great. Fact, yeah. Um, yeah. Look back on that man when it was like felt great. Right now it's the it's it's the middle of fall and it's fucking almost 100 degrees every day. Goddamn. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode, everybody. Um, I feel a little better after watching this movie. Good. Yeah, this movie brought, brought me up. Good. Felt really great. And you're uh, up in the air now. Yeah, yeah. My head's in the clouds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But who knows? Maybe next week's won't be a very good one. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. But until then, everyone, have a great evening or morning or afternoon, depending on when you listen to this. But no matter what, have a uh, good night. Good night, everyone. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> We're doing so good. <laughs> 